And welcome back to Overtired. Uh, I'm Christina Warren, and uh, how I uh, joined as always by Brett Terpstra. How are you, Brett? I am good. How are you, Christina? I'm good. I'm good. We're recording this on the Friday before Labor Day. Is that so, a significant holiday? Is that like Ash Friday or something? It's well, at the new at my new job, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, I, I I did have a half day. Wow. So, so I'm recording from home because I'm working from home today, and uh, yeah, Army had half day. Is is it was kind of my joke. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's pretty good. That's nice. I got up early and went to forest yoga and nice. got really, really sweaty and then worked my half day. I work at pretty much a half day every day and then I cook or run actually both. And what are you kind of working on these days? Like what's, what's your main kind of like gig? Um, I am working on Bitwriter primarily, which is the NV Alt replacement. Mm-hmm. And I am working on updating marked for the new Mac OS and then I've been doing a lot of systematic recordings. I'm like uh, recorded out for a month and a half right now. And 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 Bitwriter and it and um and marked like that's like paying the bills. Like everything you're doing like is paying the bills. Or you uh, Bitwriter is not paying any bills yet, which is why I'm working on it. Because once it's at least in beta and I can do some pre-sales, it will pay the bills. That's awesome. But we're making do for now. I just found a thousand dollars. I How did that it. happen? I have affiliate accounts I forget about. <laughs> and, and they only pay out on request. And so I was just kind of going through. I actually found this one accidentally, which is why I say I found $1,000. And I was like, oh, apparently people do click my links on Twitter. So, Yeah, you yeah. should probably like create a spreadsheet of all your affiliate <laughs> I things. Really, or at least the like bookmark tab. Like, right, just so you can like folder. every so often. Just so, like, every six months or so, you can, like, check and be like, oh, right. Because, like, you know with Amazon and you know with, you know, some of the other ones. Right. And they all do direct deposit. It's these more obscure ones that, yeah. I really should. Last year, I found $2,000 in, I was, we were actually broke. And I was like, what am I going to do? And bam, $2,000 covered the mortgage and groceries and then everything (laughs) came through. So That's awesome. Yeah. Do you want to do my uh, my my site corner real quick? Yeah, let's do Brett's site corner. The only update I have, last time I told you about how I'd realized Lunesto was just completely screwing my memory. Yes. So I dropped the dosage on that down. And at the end of this month, I'll be off it completely. But even just dropping down by a third of the dose, my memory is already way better. And I'm remembering things... From way before when I didn't have a memory, like things are coming back. So that is really good news for me. I feel way less of a cripple in the memory area. That's awesome. That's way less awesome. memory challenged. That sounds more politically correct. Well, I mean, has our show ever been politically correct? We, uh, yeah, I feel like we have this uh, like New York liberal kind of like we're sometimes overly politically correct, but at the same yeah. time irreverent. So I feel like we walk a fine line there. Yeah, I think we do. I I, I like I like the line we cross. I mean, or, or, or don't don't cross, but you know what I mean. I I like the the, the line that we're we're on. Um, yeah, 
So we both want to talk about new jeans. We do. We do. So uh, tell me about yours first. Okay. So it's not so much the jeans I got today as the fact that they are a waist size I haven't been in years. Yes. Like I've been for six months now, I've been exercising every day and I'm up to a point where I'm actually like running now and I'm feeling stronger. And I realized that all my belts, I was on the like smallest notch and they were falling off. So I got new pants and I got some 34, 30 jeans today. And they fit perfectly. Even 34 is almost too big. And I need That's to get awesome. new belts now. But yeah. Um, How good does that feel? It feels amazing. I had almost given up. I'm going to send you a picture real quick. Just so you know. Because this is a big deal to me. I'm going to send it as a text message. Okay. Okay. I got it. To Christina Warren. <laughs> send. It's not, I, all my clothes are on, I swear to God. It, I mean, if they weren't, like, we know each other well enough. I mean, I'm okay. And you're not going to share it publicly, but. No. Oh, my God, you look so thin. I know. You look so good, Brett. You look like the first Brett when, I, when we first met years and years and years ago. Yeah. Yes. I feel that, I feel that's true. Yes. That's awesome. Okay, well, I have an equal gene story. It's, it's, it's a very similar story. Okay, so. I gained I gained some weight last year, which is is candidly something that has never happened to me before. I've never ever I had that. You have, I've a, never, you have a super high metabolism. Well, I did, and then when I went off the amphetamines, I think that messed some stuff up, and I think it's possible I, I might have a thyroid thing. I'm not really sure. And um, when I went off of dexedrine uh, because my heart rate was too high, um, like my my like my resting heart rate was like 115, 116, Jeez. and uh-huh. that that that's just like that, that's not okay, you yeah, know. No. And, and so, um, I went off of the dexedrine that I'd been on for like 15 years. And, um, I think it was that combined with just maybe getting older, maybe a thyroid thing, maybe something else. I, I, I put on some weight and I've never put on weight before. Like I've always been, if anything, very, very underweight. Like that was always the problem. And, and I was frankly okay with that. And, um, my, my, my body, um, my frame is small. I have a small frame. So it shows when I gain weight way more than not, I would say way more, but, but I think more than maybe even, even a regular person be, or average person, because my frame is just small. And so, you know, it definitely showed and was one of those things where my pants didn't fit anymore. And I was wearing dresses and things that just usually like, weren't the sizes that they usually were. And it was, it sucked. It sucked really hard. And so like in January, I kind of was in a place where I was like, I'm not okay with being this. I was getting on the scale. I was seeing the numbers. I didn't like the numbers. I didn't like the pant size. And I was like, I'm not doing this. This is not going to be what my life is. And so the primary thing I did I think I've talked about this before, but I cut I cut regular Coke out of my diet. <laughs> and Coca Cola. Yeah, Coca Cola. I guess if it was cocaine, then I, I don't think I would have had. The yeah, it wouldn't have been an issue then. It wouldn't have been an issue, but but the Coca Cola cut cutting that out of my diet. And the thing is, is that I was probably doing drinking, you know, six to seven cans a day. Jesus. Which you know, like that's a lot of calories. That's a lot of carbs. It's a lot of sugar. It's not good for you. And it's kind of a testament to the fact that I was able to do that for years on years on years without that affecting my weight. And then suddenly it caught up. And so um, I cut that out. I started. Don't tell me you're drinking Diet Coke. I am drinking Diet Coke, but I'm not drinking. Well, but but I need something. But here's the interesting thing. Like I'm not (laughs) drinking as much of it, though. Like that's 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 the big thing. I'm really not drinking as much of it. Um, 
like a couple a day, you know, and, and, and sometimes it might be more, but, um, you know, I started the new job, the old job, we had diet Cokes and regular Cokes on demand. The new, the new job we have, um, iced coffee, but they don't have sodas. And so, um, it's water. And so I, I've definitely become more accustomed to just drinking, um, water. And, um, it's been really good though, because, um, I've, I've dropped, almost all the weight that I put on. That's and awesome. so um, I, I'm down again to, I, I would like to lose like three or four pounds. Like there's a number that I want to get to that I'm not going to say on the podcast because people will hear it and will feel bad. And like it, it, I, it, I feel awkward talking about my weight because I know that the weight that I got to wasn't heavy and I probably didn't look <laughs> fat, but I looked, it was like heavy for me. And so I don't want to like get into a whole thing where I'm trying to like, you know what I mean? Defend like defend body image and whatnot. Right, but I mean, for but for me, I felt fat and I felt I felt unattractive and I was not okay with my weight. And so I've lost like I've dropped like thirty pounds um, or close to it. You know, probably more than twenty five anyway. And so um, when I was in Atlanta uh, two weeks ago um, before starting the new job. Um, I went shopping and I had to get new pants because all my pants were falling off of me, which was great, right? It's a great problem to have. And so um, I got into sizes, including one size. And again, I'm not going to say like what it is um, because I, I I don't want anybody to... I get it. Well, okay. I'm now a double zero and at a certain company, okay? Let me just say that. I'm a double zero again, which is huge. I'm still... You really wanted to say that. I, I, I kind of... <laughs> I kind of did. I'm really excited to be back at at, at a zero slash double zero. Although it's only at Lucky because at Topshop and at Seven of, Ma- of Mankind, I'm still at I'm a two, which fine. Um, I'll yeah, those deal- guys are assholes though. Oh, yeah, I mean Topshop runs small anyway. And I really you- like Lucky. They make good I stuff. Like- they make great stuff. And so I'm, I'm, I like bought like one of the pairs I bought cause they were like really tight was like, they stretched was like a two, but like the pair of shorts I got and like a pair of jeans I got were like, I tried the zero and then she was like, no, you can go small. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and, and, and you, you have to understand, like I was in like a four or a six. Yeah. I don't, those like, sizes don't mean much to well, me. They, they don't. So, so, okay. The equivalent is, I guess I'm now at like a 25 or no, I'm at a 24. Whereas before I was at like a 28. Okay. So all of the dresses I have are secondhand and most of them don't fit me right anyway. So I really don't have a scale for that. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's exciting though. Right. Cause it's like, um, it's, it's cool. Like I was definitely, um, excited kind of, I think like, like you, um, uh, were like to it feels like you're you're back at yourself again and I still like when I look at myself in the mirror I don't love my uh my, my body image and there are things that I would like to change and I don't really love my my stomach and stuff like that but like but it's gotten a lot better and I feel so good and like being able to buy jeans in sizes that like I've always worn yeah it's like it's well so, the first time you have to buy a size bigger it is a horrible feeling it really is uh it feels I I don't even have words for how much that affected my own ego. Um, but then buying smaller sizes feels the exact opposite. It's like a high. <laughs> I'm back to where I was when I was 27. Right. No, that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm back to like my old size. And, and it's really, really it feels really good and it and it and it's the sort of thing that like just I don't know about you, but like it encourages me to keep up with my diet oh, totally. and exercising more and like 
you know, the more uh, I lose, the harder I run. Yeah. It's very, yeah. uh, uh, fulfilling, positive reinforcement. Like I never got into exercise before because it always hurt. Right. And I didn't see enough gain to make it worthwhile. But this time I really stuck with it long enough to start getting the reinforcement from it. And now just running. If I don't run on a given day, I get like Jonesy for it. Yeah. I have to I have to go out and just jog. Even if it's just for 10 minutes, I have to do it. And it's like an addiction. And I've always wished I could be addicted to things that were good for me instead of things like heroin and <laughs> and it's finally happening. Do you want That's... my do you want my diet advice that won't do you any good? Yeah, I do. Cook. Okay. That's that, I, yeah, it's not gonna happen. I started I, I don't eat out more than maybe every other month now, once. And I cook all of the meals at home. I don't buy frozen dinners. I don't Right. No, I know that's great advice, but and you can eat whatever you want, really. I mean, if you have certain boundaries, like fat isn't as bad as people think it is for you. you my sugar cravings, I basically hate sugar now. And not because yeah. I was like, I need to cut sugar. I just started cooking better food Yeah, well, without that was the, the sugar. And now well, I, was, I can't even drink a Coke now. Well, that was what I found, right? Was that when I got rid of the Coke, it ended up dropping my cravings for so many sugary things. Yeah. So... I, I was I was eating a lot of pita chips. I was eating a lot of like there were a lot of like carby, starchy things that I was also craving along with the Coke. Shit, and, orange juice is almost too sweet for me now. Yeah, yeah, juices <laughs> I, I can't do as much. But um, but no, I mean, um, yeah, cooking is not going to be a thing that happens because our kitchen is just not big enough. Well, like, and you hard. you have a much more hectic schedule than I do. I do, I do, and 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 by the time I get home, you know, in the evenings, it's just it's like too much. Like you're also probably more than five minutes away from your co-op. Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, actually, actually, maybe ten, but there's probably, but we don't belong to a co-op, but we could get one, but it would still be a pain in the ass to walk because we don't have a car. So yeah. See, you know I can just I mean? hop in my convertible, go buy fresh ingredients, come home, cook. I have, you know, a few hours yeah, every I'd evening. Have to, I'd, I'd have to do like a blue apron <laughs> thing, which would be okay. Um, but that's just like that. That's a whole commitment thing too. You could know. tie that in with your, um, your laundry service and just have like people drop off food and take your laundry. Yeah. That's not bad. It could actually be, I could live like that. Oh. Yeah, that's not bad. I, I could see that happening. Um, but yeah, no. So so yay for both of us and 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 our and our jeans and like fitting into jeans. Like that's just, it's a big it's a big deal. I promise I will never post like topless uh, selfies, <laughs> like workout selfies. But I'm totally gonna put that picture I sent you up in our show links because you I'm totally should super happy it, about it. No, you totally should because it's a great photo and you look great and like. Yeah, no, it's really good. I'm um, really proud of you. There was, I lost it. One other point I was going to make doesn't matter. Screw it. What's next? <laughs> um, so let's talk about uh, Vincent Cajun. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. So yesterday, I'm not a horse guy. I am married to a horse girl and not like puffy paint sweatshirt kind of horse girl with the braided pigtails and stuff um just someone who grew up near horses and loves horses and is actually a very good horse trainer um and when she was growing up there were two horses 
that were part of there were five stable mates actually but there was cajun and vince and vince was a racehorse that had been i i believe he he, he had an accident that like a trailer crashed and he was never the same after that so the people who owned him sold him off pretty cheap and this farm uh near us that was actually the first the first offspring of secretariat mm-hmm. so first secretariat was born at this farm and they had an amazing stable of horses and by the time Vince showed up I think it was down to five to ten horses and by the time I was part of this you know just like 12 13 years ago uh, there were five left and two of them were great friends Vince was actually gifted to us as uh, a wedding present but we didn't really have the means to pay, pay for, for a horse. stable and food and all of this right because because i mean that's a that's a that's a very very kind wedding gift but that's also like a wedding gift like with like <laughs> strings totally <laughs> but, i mean it's a wonderful gift it, yeah I, it was very generous but we ended up selling him and uh the first guy who bought him was he was not he was not an experienced rider and he was dating some hippie who told him the best way to train a horse is to jump on it bareback and he broke his arm and he gave it back to us for free (laughs) so vince got sold twice and um so so, so back up a second how does that happen so he just comes back and is like you can have your horse back he's like i just he's like i can't do it i feel bad if you take this off my hands we'll just call it even and uh, so, you know, it, it worked out for us. We got double sale on Vince. But then uh, over the years, all of the other stable mates of Cajuns passed away. And Buster, the last last one that she she's a she's a mom kind of personality. She always she ke- she herds the rest of the horses and wants to clean them and. Um, once Buster was gone, she was a little bit distraught, uh, lonely. And so we looked up Vince, we tracked him down, which was kind of a miraculous story in and of itself, but we found him and then he was in a really great place with really great people. And we were happy just knowing that, but then they called us they called my wife and they said that, you know, for various reasons, they needed to find a new home for Vince and they would give him to a good home. And he's, he's old, you know, at this point, these horses are all over 21 and, uh, and he basically needed a place to get old. And so we, we said, perfect. Uh, he can keep Cajun company, (laughs) give her someone to keep track of. And so yesterday he came back, we got him off the trailer and we reintroduced him to Cajun after 10 years of not seeing each other. And immediately she could smell him from across the pasture. Her flanks started twitching. She was just super excited. And she got up to the gate. Like we introduced them from across uh, paddock gate because you never know in these situations if there's going to be any kind of we'll say violence mm-hmm. like they can they can get upset about an intrusion kick each other things like that but immediately they walked up sniffed noses and then just pressed foreheads together and oh. just sat there and 
Cajun is like twitching, like just quivering with excitement. And within about 10 minutes, we had them in the same paddock grazing together. And it, it was beautiful. Um, I'm uploading a video of it right now. I might link that too, but yeah, you should. That's, I would love to see that. That's, <coughs> it took Sorry, me 10 years fantastic. to not be scared around horses and I still have a healthy respect for their <laughs> hooves, but, um, I don't run every time they flinch now and I can even like not get scared if they rear up it. And I don't know, I'm not, I don't ride much or at all. Yeah, I was going to say, do you ride? I, I have, um, there was a horse there named jasper is a bit uh buckskin with just bright blue eyes and he was you could look in his eyes and immediately feel comfortable with him and i could ride him bareback uh just like jump up on him out in the pasture and he would trot around with me um i had a, he was the only horse i ever really truly felt safe on um he passed away on christmas day oh that's oh, rough a few years back uh, yeah, it was a very sad day, but since then, <laughs> I've dealt with a lot of horses that are considered not trail horses, not horses you would put kids on, slightly oh, expert handler horses uh, that I'm not going to jump on, but I've gotten to be friends, and I really enjoy seeing them now. So I guess I'm kind of, I'm like a peripheral horse guy. You're like a, yeah, I would say that's accurate, because your wife <laughs> is a horse person, for yeah. real. But you're yeah. you're you're getting there. You've been there. You know, ten years is a long time to 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 be around stuff. So that's an amazing story, though. I love, like, it's so amazing to me how animals, you know, how other species are able to recognize each other and remember each other and and communicate and kind of like build relationships. It's so fascinating to me. Yeah. My um, my sister's dog. She has a poodle, and uh, his name is Boo Bear, and he has a brother from the same litter, Pooh Bear, who looks exactly like him. Um, they're probably not twins but they they might as well be um side tangent i read some sort of story this week about like somebody found like one of the first like identical uh twin puppies like from the same embryo which apparently is pretty rare um like they have the identical dna and stuff which is kind of cool yeah. but uh but 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 Pooh bear looks exactly the same as boo bear and um when my sister got her dog I guess this is going on five years now. She she got him, and then um, my uh, mother in law saw the um, Facebook post, and she was like, "We've been looking for a dog, and we used to have a poodle who we loved. You know, are there any others? You know." And and Kelly was like, "Well, actually, he has a brother from the same litter um, at um, <clears throat> you know the same place." And so Kelly went and got the dog. And took care. They were in because my mother in law was in Hawaii, and so my sister went back to South Carolina, got the dog, and and took care of him. And and you know, um, the two of them really really like each other. And uh, and um, Pooh Bear um, visited, I guess, last summer, and the dogs were reunited, and they hadn't seen each other in a few years, and they remembered each other. And apparently, you know, they cried and, and were kind of whimpering together, and were playing, and just like immediately were just like like lost souls again. And 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 it's so interesting to me how you know, time can pass and animals will remember one another. Okay, so A, you know what their celebrity couple name is, right? No, I don't. Poo-boo? Poo-boo. Oh my God, Poo-boo is great. That's fantastic. And B, have you ever looked into elephants? Um, no, I haven't. Elephants 
they say elephants remember everything. Yes, I, 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 I do know that quip. Yes, it's crazy because not only will they, you know, like in reunions, express just utter joy at seeing long lost relatives. They even remember, you know, generations before. They'll they'll remember uh, to visit burial grounds. If you put, they did a thing where they put out five sets of elephant bones. And elephants could determine their ancestors and they would go up and just place one foot on the bones in like reverent gesture and then back away. And they would they would get the correct family line. It's crazy. Like the amount of empathy and connection between... There are certain species, like cats, for example, I don't know that it's true of. We've introduced cats to their litter mates that they never really knew. They they hate each other. <laughs> cats don't like any other cats. No, um, they don't. Cats don't. Well, cats don't like anybody. Is is hey, is, is the my general cats, sense I My get. cats love me. Yeah, your cats love you because you are. You strike <laughs> me as like a great animal person in general. I I there are some cats I connect with. I, I guess if I had to say I am a certain, I have a proclivity for a certain type of animal, it would be cats. And maybe part of that is I feel a kinship with the fact that they don't love being around others. But they are, when it's, you know, for a certain period at the right time, they're extremely loving, which is kind of the way I am. And yeah, like my cat Yeti mirrors all of my personality quirks like he's constantly like observing the room and a little bit nervous and once he decides he wants to be loving he's just like all in he's like on your lap purring until something changes and then he's like i gotta go and i'm like yeah we we are soulmates and dogs are fun you know big piles of slobber and and paws but cats i get yeah yeah, I um because I'm allergic or yeah, I'm allergic plus I don't like the clawing. I just don't. Um this they they do nothing for me. Just being totally so honest. I'll tell you. I I don't love being scratched. Uh but Yeti and his sister Jezebel both uh have all their claws. We don't declaw any cats. Of course. Um, yeah, it's that's be mean. I have never been scratched by either of them and Yeti used to get um crystals in his urinary tract which mm -hmm. would mean he would often like sunday night emergency room with the vet have to have his penis squeezed until crystals came out of it which you can imagine passing crystals <laughs> through your urethra would be excruciatingly painful and he would yowl and scream and he would wrap his his arms or his yeah arms legs around my arm but he would never, ever scratch. He could be in extreme physical pain, extremely scared, and he has never, ever scratched me. He will fight with other cats, and he pulls the punches. Like, he'll keep his claws in and just bat their face. <laughs> I, he's, and I know he can scratch because he has destroyed scratching posts, but he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not a violent kid. <laughs> I shouldn't say kid. He's like an old man now, but. I always think of him as a kid. That's really funny. 
Man, yeah. this, we've been talking about animals for a long time. We have. We have. Okay, well, let, let's segue that into uh, in, in, into Beyonce, the VMAs, because I, I promised uh, 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 Brian Guffey, who's music junkink uh, on uh, Twitter, that we would um, talk about it. I got to say, out of this list, Keanu would have been the logical transition, but we'll it would do have been, Beyonce. It would have been, but, but well, actually, though, because I have a transition from Keanu. Okay. Because Key and Peel were were um, hosting the VMAs. Well, then it would totally make more sense to go to Keanu right now. All right, fine. Let's go to Keanu right now. I finally saw Keanu. All right. And what did you think? Because it's finally on like iTunes. But yeah. Okay. So at the when I first decided I wanted to see, it, okay, when it was in theaters, I absolutely wanted to see it because I'm a huge Key and Peel fan. Right. And then when it first showed up uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. The ratings were surprisingly low, but that absolutely didn't deter me. I would watch it even right. if it was like a 15% um, <clears throat> or a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. I would totally sure. see it. But then by the time it came out on iTunes, the reviews were up to like 78% for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's like Metacritic 77%. of like 9 out of 10. And I, I so like it, it was uh, immediately as soon as we saw it, we were like, we're watching this tonight. I loved it. It was it was very key and peel. And it was the whole like they a lot of their comedy centers around the fact that they're both half white, half black. Yeah. And they and uh Key's character was very much uh the like black white guy. And uh you know, like jumping into a black world and learning how to be gangsta. Right. And I don't mean the black world is all gangsta, but he was jumping into a gang world. And in fact, what were they called? The blips? He jumped into the blips and they were all rejects from the Bloods and the Crips. They've been like kicked out of both. So they made the blips. And yeah, that and the whole thing centers around trying to get back a cat that was stolen. And the cat's name was Keanu. And it was brilliant. Like it had the same feeling to me as uh, John Wick did, because essentially that movie revolved around him wanting his dog back, right? <laughs> or revenge for the death of his dog, more precisely. Um, but th this one was a much more heartwarming, funny version. I loved it. I miss those guys. Yeah, yeah, no, I do too, because I think they're so talented and so funny. So. I haven't seen this, but I, I'm going to put it on my list to see because I have a feeling that I would like it. Um, and, and like you, I wouldn't have been deterred by the low ratings because I feel like their humor is the sort of thing that like – Not I everybody could, gets it. Exactly. And I could see some people going in and seeing it and being like, oh, this will be a funny whatever. And then being like, who are these guys? Right. Because, yeah. Um, I, before – if you don't know who Key and Peele are but you happen to be a Game of Thrones fan, look up their recap from their show – uh, appropriately appropriately titled Key and Peele. Um, look up the recap of season five of Game of Thrones. It will kill you. It's so funny. Uh, and then take that and then go see the movie. You'll understand it way better. Totally, totally. Um, they're really funny. So they hosted the VMAs. And the way that they hosted the VMAs this year, I, I thought it was funny, but it, it also completely didn't work. And the problem was not it was not their fault. 
um, their whole idea was to take on these persona of these like social media influencers who are talking about like, oh yeah, I got to plan the tweet, got to plan the snap, got to plan the gram, you know, and like really speaking in hashtags and like really just being over the top, like jackasses. They're basically lampooning that entire kind of motif. The problem was, um, that a, I think that that was a sort of gag that was maybe too subtle for the audience. Like I got it, but I could (laughs) understand like a lot of other people probably didn't. Um, B, and this is the real execution fail. They had this this uh, comedian, Nicole something or another. I don't know. She's got some show coming out on MTV who was literally unironically being exactly what they were lampooning. <laughs> was, so, it, was it Paris's friend, Nicole? No. Okay. No, 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 no. This is, this is um, um, a, a black female comedian who's getting some sort of show on MTV. I don't know. But she was, she, was, she was literally speaking in the same tone and the same sorts of things that they were saying, but she wasn't, be, she wasn't doing it ironically. The non-ironic and so, vernacular. Nice. Exactly. And, and so she was – so they, the way that they did it, because the, the things took place at Madison Square Garden, they never took the stage. They were like up and like – I guess like the announcer booth area and they were kind of commenting on things and, and then just kind of ushering the proceedings. Statler along. and Waldorf. Pardon me? Statler and Waldorf from yeah, the Muppets. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. And they were kind of commenting on things and, and, and acting kind of like, oh, did you believe this? This was amazing. Oh my God, my jaws dropped. I can't believe it. And, and kind of, you know, going over and over again. It's like, that's the tweet. That's the tweet right there, you know? And, and then it would cut to her and she was like doing the backstage stuff and she would literally be over the top excited about some of this stuff and speaking literally in like hashtag speak. But again, unironically. And so it just, it, it didn't really play yeah. because, you know, they're, they're making fun of the whole thing and she's like part of it. So that didn't really work. It just it it was it was an interesting juxtaposition, but it just didn't work. Um, what the the VMAs in general this year were actually pretty terrible. Um, and I think you know they they've I do appreciate that they've kind of at this point ceased to make it about the awards at all. Like I think that they gave out like three awards on stage, and the rest of the time it was just you know concerts. It was just musical performances. I appreciate that because I mean let's face it. MTV doesn't play a lot of music videos. I'm tired of that joke. That joke is, hasn't been funny in 15 years. <laughs> but, 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 but it's, you know, most people are, but music videos are still very much a thing. YouTube's bigger than ever with music. Um, but people, you know, I don't think care as much about the art of that sort of stuff. They want to see, you know, you tune in to see the moments. You t- tune in to see the performances. And the performances, some of them were good. Um, but uh, a lot of it just felt kind of like just slapped together. And, and viewership was way down. Like, like it was down like, 33% like it was way down and I understand why like I, I a part of me wants to be like well Taylor Swift wasn't there so why would anyone tune in um but, but the bigger thing is it just it was kind of a a, a mishmash of stuff that said uh, like like Rihanna got their video Vanguard award and I feel like the only reason that Rihanna got that award was because they wanted Rihanna to show up at the VMAs <laughs> And I feel like the only way that they could they could get Rihanna to show up to the VMAs was to be like, we're just going to give you this Michael Jackson video Van Goddard award. The the irony of that is that like Rihanna, like her songs are bangers, but other than Bitch Better Have My Money, it's not like her videos are that iconic. Right. I feel like really one iconic video is, is kind of norm. Yeah. How many How many artists actually have like a series of iconic videos well at this stage not that many but like 
for that award, I feel like, and I, I'm not opposed to them giving it to her because I think in terms of hits, like over the last ten plus years, like she more than anybody else has been like a chart topper. Like she absolutely, puts, she puts out single after single after single after single. Like she's a banger. Like I, I'm not opposed to that. But again, other than "Bitch Better Have My Money," which didn't even get nominated for a VMA, that's the irony. <laughs> that one didn't even get nominated for a VMA last year. Which well, it didn't have the the mass appeal that some of the other winners have. Well, that's true, but the video was just from a video standpoint. The video is just amazing because he's literally torturing. I, I mean, like, because I love Rihanna so much. Like, I want to be the white woman, the white blonde <laughs> that she tortured in the video. I'm like, can that just be? I, 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 I volunteer as a sacrifice. You can do that to me. That's fine. I but, get that. Um, but she did five performances, and that was like too many because it was just basically yeah. a medley for stuff, and and she would come out at, at different times. But the real problem was. And this was this was that. I mean, really though, I feel like Britney Spears returned to the VMAs, and everybody was super excited about that, and it was fine. She was definitely she hasn't done it um, since uh, the unpleasantness of uh, of two thousand seven. Um, was that the Chris Brown era? No, that was the era right after she shaved her head and she attacked everything with a baseball bat, and then she was drugged out of her mind at the VMAs and could barely move and dance, and it was like a disaster. Ah, uh, the Britney era. Britney era, sorry, yes. Yeah. So, so, right. Yeah, Rihanna's performed, yeah, but Britney performed <laughs> too. So Britney came back, and she was fine, but it wasn't anything spectacular. Um, she was basically was like a GEZ performance with Britney kind of having an, a solo appearance. I don't know. It was it was whatever. I, I think, I I think Britney could do porn now, and people still wouldn't be interested. Her, her last video was it was hot, but yeah, I just oh, her, don't care anymore. That's true. Her her Vegas show is doing very well. She's doing very well in Vegas, and I'm actually I have plans to see her in Vegas in October. I'm very excited about that. But yeah, no, she um she uh was fine. But the 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 real problem for both Rihanna and Britney for both of them is that Rihanna's penultimate and like Rihanna's final performance and Britney's performance both had to follow Beyonce. And let me just tell you about Beyonce, because if anything was worth tuning into, it was for the 16 minutes they gave to Beyonce. 16 minutes, which is a long-ass time, like uninterrupted. And she basically did a medley of things from, I've I've now seen her twice in concert this year. I saw the Formation tour at two dates. And she basically did a medley from Formation and kind of like a, a truncated kind of version of that show. It was actually kind of brilliant on her people's part because it was a fantastic advertisement for the concert. So for whatever remaining days there are, like people like if you can go see Beyonce, you should absolutely do it because it's an unreal, unbelievable show. But Beyonce was just so – I mean Lemonade first and foremost was such a huge album and and, and an amazing piece of art. But her performance, like for that 16 minutes, it was a weird thing where like everybody who started before and everybody who came after, you just wondered, but what are you even thinking? Like, what are you even doing? Like, why are you even here? You know what I mean? Like, again, like Taylor Swift was very smart to like not even show up. A, with everything that's happened with her this year, like she needs to not be in the public eye. Like, so that's number one. But number two, like as much as I love Taylor Swift, um, and as much as, as I do think that she could kind of be compared, like in some ways, like her career has been similar to Beyonce's, like you don't want to go up against Beyonce. Like Beyonce at this stage is literally at the peak of her career. She's literally like had her creative apex and it was amazing to see her do a performance, a, a stage performance of, you know, for, for that long, just of, you know, brilliant choreography and singing and visuals and, the whole thing was just really, really good. Like, 
from th- this has been Beyonce's year, you know, for, starting from the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Leading into this and with, with Lemonade and, and dropping that with everything else. Like this has really been her year and like I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I think what a lot of people don't realize is that that is in this day and age, meaning 2016, that is the only way to market. In the age of Spotify and Apple Music and RDO and whatever's left. Um, is gone. Is it? Yeah, it died. So it really, died. the age of Spotify and Apple Music. Yes. You you don't sell albums anymore. You sell concerts. Yes. That is the bread and butter of musicians. So to take an opportunity like that and turn it into a way to advertise and make people want to go to your shows, that's as good as going platinum. Yeah. Especially when ticket, what are tickets like 200 bucks now? Well, it depends. I mean, for my floor seats, they were like 400 a piece. Yeah. That's way more than an album. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I mean, I think that you could have probably gotten, you know, for 115 probably. That's also been, like, way price. more than an album. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, the experience is also way more than an album. You know, yeah. like, uh, although I will have to say, I think Lemonade with, with its film is an amazing experience and is well worth its, its 20 bucks. And if you have not already paid for it, you should because the, the, the movie is fantastic. The, the album is really good. It's, it's, it's good art. But yeah, you're right. There are very few people. And it's interesting, too, because I don't know what the sales of Lemonade have been like because, you know, she withholds it on, on streaming. She can, you can only stream it on Tidal and you can only buy it, you know, through, through iTunes. She hasn't done Adele numbers, but I, I'm sure it's done well. But like other than Adele and, and again, Taylor, Adele and Taylor Swift are the two who have both like the insane sales and well, Adele, Taylor and Drake. Insane sales and insane tour figures, but that and 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 you know and I um I, I don't know the lemonade sales numbers. I just know that they're not going to be like in the you know she's not going to sell ten million copies. I don't think uh, it deserves to, but I don't think it will the same way that you saw you know with with twenty five or with nineteen eighty nine, but um or or what I, I guess views is, is is trending toward now because views is uh, Drake's album. This has been like the year of Drake and the year of uh, of Beyonce. Do you like Drake? I do, very much so. What do you like about Drake? Okay, so selfishly, the fact that he was Jimmy Brooks on Degrassi, The Next Generation, is something that I will never not love because that was like one of my guilty pleasure like TV shows in college. And it was like this like, you know, school about like middle school, high school students. And, and it was on like, it was on Canadian TV and it was like on like Nick Nick's teen channel. And like, I would be like embarrassed to watch it, but I would watch it. And then Degrassi ended up becoming kind of getting a following or whatever, but I like loved it. And he played this character, Jimmy on that show that ended up getting like paralyzed. Anyway, I love him because he was like a child actor and I watched the TV show that he was on. Um, I like his, I like his music a lot. I like his whole vibe. I like his whole like sing rap style. I like it. And I, I, I like how, in love with Rihanna he is he presented like the Vanguard award to her and he tried to kiss her and she totally like turned her face I would have too oh yeah totally but (laughs) I don't okay so I don't get I I, his music makes me embarrassed not only for him but for myself Um, I find it I find it just like juvenile I maybe I haven't heard the right song but I don't get him as a musician and then as a performer, again, uh, it's just embarrassing to me. 
I don't I don't understand why he is as huge as he is. I don't know. I think I think his stuff is really freaking catchy. See, I don't find that. I I have my version of catchy and Taylor fits into that quite often. Beyonce fits into that quite often. Uh Rihanna fits into that. So very so how often. does so, so so how does work and how does which featuring Drake and how does like one dance like how does that like not like correlate? Yeah. I without the the lead, the really dynamic lead in work. Drake is just to me like Sometimes he sings poorly and sometimes he raps and it feels like he just gave up on bad singing. Okay. And now he's talking and doing bad dance moves. I just, I don't get it. I, okay. I'm i sure there is stuff there to love. And maybe you should send me like the good songs. But at this point, I flip the radio station if they bring Drake on. And it's yeah. nothing against Canadians. I love Canadians. I no, really I know do. You, I, no, I, no, I, 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 I know you <laughs> love Canadians, and 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 I, 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 I appreciate you for that. No, I do wonder though. Like, um, yeah, that's interesting because I saw Drake actually in concert recently too. I saw him in Future, and um, I, uh, I really liked. I thought he was great live. Uh, I thought Hotline Bling. I think that's a great song. I think a lot of the stuff on Views is really good, but I mean, you're you're entitled to your your opinion. Obviously. Oh, I know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will maintain my opinion until proven otherwise. And that's fine. That's fine. I I'm a big Drake fan, but yeah, no, it was it was a uh, yeah. I mean, I do love how in love with Rihanna he is. Like that's one of my favorite things. What I appreciate about Beyonce more than anything is her business savvy. Oh my God, so uh, smart. And Rihanna to that to the same extent. And Taylor, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, I think the music is secondary to me, to to my respect for their absolute cunning in the pop world. And yeah. I have a lot of respect for the fact that, really, there are other artists who make just as catchy, just as good songs, but they bring something to it that sells. And it's not just cheap tricks. Like, they are truly savvy businesswomen. And I I guess that, to me, is more impressive than... You can pump out a pop song, you know, with, you know, a uh, uh, garage band and make something catchy. They bring showmanship and and savvy to it that you just don't find anywhere else. Yeah, and not they bring showmanship savvy, and then they also are like bringing in like, um, sorry, um, they they're, they're bringing in like, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Like, like, like you feel connected with them as an artist. Oh, I thought you were gonna go for Moxie. I thought we were supposed to look for like Yiddish. Phrases. No, I mean, I think Moxie's, I mean, there's that too, but but you feel connected with them, like you feel invested. So it's not just so much that they have the showmanship and they have the talent and they have the catchiness and that they have the production, but you also feel invested in them like personally. Which is hard to do with pop music. It is. It's very hard to do with pop music. Uh, but gen- like, generally, the rule has been if you want people personally invested, you have to have a meltdown. Yeah. Well, And some of them have, 
Obviously. Some of them have, obviously. <laughs> I mean, so some have, but I mean, but I mean, even even the the bad year that Taylor's had or the bad summer Taylor's had, like she's still fine. She still made managed to to go to jury, make jury duty exciting for people. <laughs> what happened with uh, Taylor and what was the uh, guy from Thor's name? Uh, Tom Hiddleston. What happened we, with Hiddle Swift? We think that they're still together. Really. Yeah, so I mean, that didn't ha- that didn't coalesce into a a great big publicity stunt. No, I mean we we assume that they're still together. They follow Boring. each other. They, they follow each other on Instagram. Uh, they haven't been. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is where we have to go for things. They like each other's photos. No, he's been in Australia <laughs> shooting Thor three, and you she's- know what? People who like each other's photos can either be dating or they can be ex stalkers. Well, this is true. Stalker but- exes. I mean, that's that's fair with Calvin Harris. That's certainly fair because he, like, I think still follows her brother or something on Instagram. I don't know. Pe- people are, are still very invested in how he was so butthurt over the whole thing. But um, uh, when he, he, won a, he won a VMA and had to accept it, like, remotely, like, because he was playing a concert and he made a point to, like, thank everybody involved with the song except for her, which was petty, but also <laughs> fair. Um, but no, I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, th- so he's been shooting. So like she went to Australia with him like the first time, like I guess in July, like when he was, was when production kicked off, she was with him for like two weeks and then he had to come back for Comic-Con and I guess she like came back with him. But then, um, he went back again and I, who knows how long he'll be there. And like, I'm sure that she, especially after the Australian media was like thirsty as hell for her, like while she was there and then all the, the Kimye stuff happened. So she's been just like chilling in New York, um, at, or, or in, in, uh, Nashville at jury duty. So she's just been like hanging out. So, but it, but it, it seems like they're still together. Who knows? It's just been a few weeks since they've seen each other that we know of. Who knows? Okay. We think they're still together. We're not sure. I was looking for a more interesting follow-up, but that'll do. I, 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 I wish I wish there was a more interesting follow-up. We will know. So he's nominated for an Emmy, and so that's going to be the interesting thing is do they does Hiddle Swift make an Emmy appearance? Because I think that before the Kimye thing, they absolutely would have done the red carpet together, and like I would have been there for it. Now, if I'm honest, I kind of don't feel like she should show up at the Emmys because I feel like we still need more time to like – not be so bombarded with everything Taylor. So she's got this concert in October that she's doing with Formula One and now the weekend is signed on to do it too. But like it's it's gonna be this really big event and she can't back out of that. Although I think in retrospect it was one of those things where it's like that was a lot of money, but you probably you said you were gonna take a break. You probably should have taken a break. Um but I'm still standing by my kind of personal philosophy, which is like I love her more than anything. And she's always my number one fave. But I kind of don't want to see her until March. I mean, yeah. candidates, candidates out are fine, but I kind of don't want to see her like publicly until March. <laughs> okay. I mean, I still stalk her whereabouts, you know, on like the tumblers that like will like post like what outfit she's wearing and stuff, and like what paparazzi photos are there. I, I'm still all about that, and and I'm glad that she's like living her life. But I don't know. I could go either way. If if she shows up at the Emmys as Tom Hiddleston's date, I'm not gonna be mad. I mean, I'm it'll it'll at least make like an interesting like you know red carpet. Um, he's gonna lose though, so I don't even know if he's gonna show up because he'll be shooting his movie and he's losing. Um, cause not, and that's not because he's bad. The night manager is great, but he's up against Courtney B. Vance from the People versus O.J. Simpson, and I'm sorry, but you're losing. Um, 
some people on the internet actually think Brian Cranston can win. And it's like, I realize he's like a five-time Emmy winner, but Courtney B. Vance from the people versus OJ Simpson is winning that Emmy. And what, what, so, what's Cranston in now? Um, I don't remember. It was some mini series cause it's in a mini series category. Oh, the, uh, he was the like Eisenhower was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he was good in that. But again, like Courtney B. Vance, people versus OJ Simpson is winning. Sarah Paulson, people versus OJ Simpson is winning. Series is going the mini series movie, whatever is going to people versus OJ Simpson, like Ryan Murphy, like it's winning. Like, I don't even understand. Like to me, it's just one of those things. I'm like, is this even up for debate? Like, <laughs> um, you wish if you haven't watched that, you still have to watch Brett, uh, people versus OJ Simpson. Yes. I still haven't watched it, but I, I, it. I will add it to my, you, my you, maybe list. No, I'm did. supposed to watch Mr. Robot next. Okay, Mr. Robot is great, but you need to watch the People vs. O.J. Simpson first, and I'll tell you why. Season one of Mr. Robot's fantastic. Season two has been a little bit iffy. But People vs. O.J. Simpson is one of the best television things I've ever seen. And so just do it. Okay. Deal. Just do it. Deal. Cool. Speaking, it's, it's, speaking of TV. Yes. The one TV show that I've been watching nonstop because this is like a shit season for tv right now like this yeah. these you know like in between seasons there's nothing to do so i've been watching uh legit jim jeffrey's uh tv show tv series yeah this was on fx wasn't it i believe it was i'm watching it on netflix yeah, I was going to say, because I believe it was canceled, but I remember when it aired. I remember, because I remember DJ Qualls was in it. I remember when it started, and I like Jim Jeffries, but yeah, I remember, um, I think I watched like one one episode. So I love Jim Jeffries, and like if you haven't seen his uh, Free Dumb, his latest special, um, the bit on uh, Bill Cosby is brilliant, in my opinion. Uh, and the show legit, which I didn't start watching until after the latest special is it takes that sense of you can laugh at anything. Uh, you, you can make a joke about anything that sensibility shows up throughout this show. And by the second season, the writing gets really good and the cliffhangers are really good the character development is really good. I am really impressed with this now canceled show. I would recommend that anyone with a Netflix account check out Legit. It's okay, I will it. check it out. And I'm look I'm looking at the cast list. Uh George Lazenby is in it. Well, and there are there are cameos every week. John Ratzenberger, who, despite his politics, I quite enjoy Cliff. <laughs> there um <laughs> It it is it is wonderfully cast. The uh the rotating cast of cameo appearance appearances is totally worth watching for. If you're into comedy, if you like the stand up scene, a lot of the show is about the stand up scene and about being a stand up comic and about being someone who's made it to T V but still nobody knows who you are until they see a picture. Right. <laughs> I I I don't know. It's a world that I I don't personally relate to, but am part of very often. Like yeah, I enjoy I, I, those I, people. Yeah, I enjoy those people too. And there've been a lot of shows that are kind of in that vein, which is good. And it's funny because Inside Amy Schumer was sort of that. It was, but it, she, and then, she and then peaked, she blew but... up. She peaked, but then she like actually became like super super famous. Yeah, well, like, I don't mean she peaked as in she's done. No. 
I mean, no, 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 like, no, no, no. she blew I know you up, mean. It, for it, sure. It, she, like, blew up. That, like, what happened was that, like, she actually became, like, mainstream. Because, like, when Inside Amy Schumer started, that's exactly kind of what it was. And, like, I knew her because I remembered her from Last Comic Standing. And, mm-hmm. and she had some specials. And she was certainly getting a name. But it was one of those things where if you said her name out loud, like, a lot of people would be like, who? And then, you know, with with, uh, with movies and stuff and with just Inside Amy Schumer, she just she blew up. Okay. So on that subject. Yes. Back then... Back before Amy Schumer was a thing. Yeah. She was known as the female comic who talked about her vagina. And that yeah. was a, 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 a an insult. Like people would say, oh, I don't like her. She she just, all she oh, does is talk yeah. about her, her vagina. And she owned that. Yeah. Like she turned that into a career. Uh-huh. She didn't, she didn't back down and try to play in the boys club. No, she turned that into, and I'll, uh, I will tell you, it will be a while, but she will wind up, um, she will wind up hosting like the Oscars at some point. I totally, I, I think that's entirely possible. I did not like her uh, HBO special at the Apollo. Yeah, I, I didn't felt like she it. pulled, she pulled all the punches on that, but I do think she's back to it and won't make that mistake again. I, I feel like Sarah Silverman is a genius. Sarah Silverman, I consider a vanguard in so many areas of comedy, especially for female comedians. Yes. But she doesn't she doesn't pull the right punches. She doesn't want to be No, she she doesn't want to be Amy Schumer. Right. Because the thing is that people know who she is. But she will never be able to be like. Oh, she could though. She could. She chooses. She doesn't not want it. To. She chooses not to. She because she chooses to still make an incest joke. Yeah. You know, whereas Amy Schumer has made the decision she'll still talk about her vagina and talk about women's issues and whatnot, but she's not going to make a joke about being raped by her father. Sarah Silverman's last special was to a, an intimate audience of like fifty people. Yeah. And it was awesome. I loved it. Oh, it was it. fantastic. I mean, but, but but again, like Sarah Silverman could, and she's been at it a lot longer too, you know, yeah. obviously I think she goes back to SNL, but you know, she's chosen like, she's like, this is who I am. This is how I do my comedy. And, and I'm not going to alter that. Even if, even if by being a little bit less edgy, I could get way more audience. Right. She she chooses a very niche, and, and not, niche and, crowd, and I'm not saying that that that, that um I, and I don't feel like Amy Schumer has has altered really. I don't think she's really changed since she's gotten big. I feel like she's actually remarkably stayed true to who she well, is. I think she's gotten big because she's owned who she is. I agree, but what I was trying to say is I don't feel like she's in any way kind of like like softened since she's gotten famous. Like I feel like she's still doing the same stuff, but um her humor just it works and i also feel like as a society we're now ready to accept women joking about their vaginas and it's stupid that that should even be a thing you should have to accept <laughs> now it's like oh yeah it's funny because like how how many years have male comedians talked about their dicks you know <laughs> wasn't it amy schumer that had the bit where she's like pretending to be a male comedian humping the stool on yes. on the stand-up stage that like yeah you're totally right it's it's been a double standard for a long time and and the fact that Amy Schumer has called that out and then continued to own it has made her understandable to not just women who like comedy, but everybody. 
And I think I mean, we've talked about Trainwreck before, but Trainwreck was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was. And I've it watched was, it three times now, and I've laughed my great, ass off every it's time. It's a great movie. It's a great movie, and and it was it was perfect, and it had her humor, and it was it was it's it's funny. It's the same way like the Broad City Girls are so funny. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it speaks to like the modern being like in our modern times. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. The the times where everyone thinks they are feminists. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks that they understand the issues there, but they, you know, there are these major gaps, and all of those from Broad City to Amy Schumer, they they play those gaps. They show, they reveal the things that, you know, like while you can be PC, while you can understand all the terminology and say the right thing, this is the reality. And Broad yeah. City especially, really just, they don't, they're not there to be political. No. They're there to be real. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I love and it. They are. And it's one of those things where, I mean, we've talked, like I had this conversation with, with my former colleague, Adario, and like he, he, and I think we've even said this on our show before, but I feel like Abby, like Ilana is a little bit of a caricature, although I know people who kind of have moments of her, of her and I certainly aspire to be. Ilana when I grow up um but Abby is genuinely like I think most like late 20s like single women in New York yeah like I think that she's feels real for sure like I know so many girls and so many people like if I and if I weren't married I would I would relate to her even more than I already do but like there's certain things that are like I'm like yeah completely this is totally how this works um it's great it's it's a good time for comedy it's a good time for tv it's a good time for for music it's Shit, man, entertainment's actually really uh really solid right now. I I would agree. And I find it hilarious that we started off talking about legit. Yeah. Which uh in in the episodes that I'm on right now, he's still dealing with the uh the uh lash what's the word I'm looking for? Lashback? Backlash? Backlash. Backlash, backlash. that's the word. He's yeah. still still dealing with the backlash from a misplaced rape joke. Which actually was a very uh, humorous joke, and uh, that would take a lot of explanation. I don't, I don't love rape jokes, but I there is there's a way to deliver them that denigrates the idea itself. Um, yeah, okay, laughing at yourself, kind of thing. But he's still dealing with the backlash from one joke, and without even mentioning that part of it we ended up talking about amy schumer and sarah silverman this is it's been a very uh almost prophetic conversation yeah that's been good so so tell us about uh you're doing casting calls for systematic because you said that's one of the things you've been working on a lot yeah and i want to keep this going because i i have a stack right now of really great guests coming up um if you Listen to Systematic, which you can find at esn.fm slash systematic. Uh, Check it out. And if you would like to be a guest, not you, Christina. I'm talking to listeners now. No, I I get it. Although I should have you back on, too. I should be back on. It's been years. It has. So if, if you listen to it and you're like, I have an interesting story. No, let me rephrase that. Because the thing I hear most often, especially from women, is, well... I would have fun, but I'm not interesting. And that's just bullshit because that is bullshit. everybody 
nobody recognizes their, their own interestingness, but to anyone who doesn't do what you do, your work, your hobbies, all of that is fascinating. So take a chance and sit down and record in whatever way you have available, just a two to five minute intro. It, it can be less than that. Just say hi. Just tell me what you do and whether it's day job or hobby or whatever, what makes you you and then go to brettterpstra.com slash audio drop, send it to me and and see what happens. I I make a huge effort to bring in guests that nobody in this little podcast circle has ever heard of. And I want to talk to people that aren't <laughs> the de facto like audience standard of uh, podcast guests. So I would love to hear from people. I will put a link in the show notes. Uh, just com slash audio drop. If you don't want to bother with that, you can also go to ttscoff.com slash audio drop, which will also get you there. And it's way easier to spell. So I'll, I'll leave it at that, but I want to hear from absolutely everybody. I, my, I have, I, I did a recording, uh, this week. It won't be up for a while because I have a, like a bunch of episodes recorded, but with an oncologist who specifically told me or an oncology nurse who specifically said that she didn't think she was that interesting, but she's an oncology nurse who deals with mortality and death every day and has this upbeat attitude. And I'm like, you should absolutely be on. And it was a fascinating conversation and everyone does something cool. That's I've so had fun. an actuary on the show. That's so cool. <laughs> and it was fun. I like actuaries. I mean, it's why it's a good podcast. I I happen to think it has its merits. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So so get 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 your stuff to Brett, and don't worry about not thinking you're interesting enough because everybody's interesting, and he wants really good guests. And if you're a listener of our show, then you're by definition a really good guest. <laughs> who is the, who is the listener? Before we 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 get out, who is our listener who listened to every episode of Overtired? I am looking that up right now because I feel like that deserves a shout out. That deserves the biggest shout out, and like I don't even know how to. Let's see. Oh, was it? No, hold on. I'm finding it. Finding it. Finding it. So for for the listeners at home, someone listened to every episode of our podcast, including the the, the twenty lost episodes that we did on five by five, and uh, that's a lot. I do have those episodes, by the way. I'm still I'm working with Moises to find a way to get them back up. Now that five by five has deleted both of our existences. Oh, are we officially dead? Yeah, we are. Uh, if right. you go to any of the old show links, they'll be like, ah, oh, 404, not found. Eh, R.I.P. Us, I guess. All right, so I found the thread. Man. I should have bookmarked this way before we recorded. <laughs> we can just edit this. Uh, Hopeful Josh, A.G. McLeod. Which one was it? I think he tweeted. He he tweeted at the overtired account. Yeah, yeah. I I can't well, think overtired because the... that many mentions. 
we're both really bad at the Twitter account. We yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're really bad at the Twitter account. So. Okay, it was Josh Davis. Josh Davis, you are a hero and a scholar, and that is amazing. Yes, Josh Davis, hopeful Josh. She's like, surely I can't be the only one who's done this, right? 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 Yeah, actually, I don't know, man. Um, if anybody else has listened to all of our episodes, including the Lost episodes, uh, let us know. Maybe we'll like make t-shirts or something like, I survived over tired. <laughs> uh, but uh, I... I <laughs> I would be up for that. Would you be up for that? I'd be up for that. I would totally be up for that. And Teespring has recently offered Teespring Direct. Nice. Where you can create a design and just have anywhere from one to, you know, 5,000 shirts printed and sent to you. And you can handle shipping. And then you combine that with the Cards Against Humanities guys and gals have released a product uh, called so it's like box something or another black like, box I black think. box yes 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 it's like they're and shipping so they'll do drop shipping for you so between teespring direct and black box we could have t-shirts ready to send out to people who how do we prove it though how do we make people prove i think they have to provide like a written essay yeah or just like show us, yeah, or just show us your played queue in, over, in, in, in Overcast or something. <laughs> I think they have to show us their played queue in Spotify or Apple Music. See how much Taylor Swift they listen to. That's okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Like if, if you listen to Blank Space at least 30 times, like you're automatically probably in contention. But yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think writing an essay or just, you know, somebody saying something like that, we, we could, we could come up with some shirts i survived overtired but but uh but hopeful josh josh davis thank you so much for listening to every episode of our show because that's a lot this and is your official reward josh davis this is your a official, shout out a shout out um uh, on your on, on your we hope one of your favorite podcasts if it's not one of your favorites that's a, <laughs> a lot of time to dedicate we very much appreciate it though and, and genuinely like genuinely appreciate it so that so. twitter account is o-v-r-t-r-d yep which is overtired with no vowels because we're hip like that. Yeah. Hip, hip we... in 2006. Yeah. Flickr started. Flickr, Tumblr, <laughs> Twitter. They were all the, the lack of vowels things. Screw yeah. vowels, man. Screw vowels. Yeah. So that's, that's a funny. Extraneous characters. Um, yeah. So check out Twitter overtired. We'll, we might someday be more active on it, but it's a good place to tell us that you, you care. Yeah, it is. And and we'll we'll do our best. I mean, we always promise this and we always fail, but we, we'll do our best to try to keep up with it more. I do not promise that. I okay, promise well, I, that someday I will do my best. Look, I promise that I'll promise to do it. You know, I I promise to try. <laughs> That's my favorite. I promise I'll try. Yeah. I would love to do that, but I don't want to. And Christina is film underscore girl on Twitter. I am TT Scoff on Twitter. And this show happens to also be on iTunes yes. and reviews are awesome. So go reviews are review. awesome. Ratings are awesome because it helps us like helps people find us. And so if they're searching about who even knows what for, like they'll find us. So you can just leave some stars on iTunes or write a hilarious slash scathing review. Yeah. Let everybody know why they should like spend an hour of their, of their time listening to us. Or if you're like Josh Davis, like, Josh Davis, actually, let us know like what your favorite episode was or what your favorite thing was. Like, I, I would, I would like to know from somebody who's genuinely, like, listened to our whole like ouvre. 
Do you want to know to this day what my favorite episode was? Yes. The suicide episode. Yeah, that was a good one. That was early on, but that one got so real. It got so real. It was a really good one. Yeah. I guess suicide, really, if you don't get real with suicide, you've just been an asshole by talking about it. That's how I feel. Yeah. All right. All right. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Brent. Get some sleep. (laughs) You too, Christina. The system is going down low.